0: from the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
1: It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night.
0: It's gang time. It's Game Time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Allen Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward Weiss, and Ryan Fox. Good
2: morning, good morning, good morning. and Welcome to a uh, Tuesday morning edition of Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. The calendar rolls over. Welcome to November. How about that? I was looking at uh, well, I'll tell you about. I was looking at some some commercial content, and it was talking about Black Friday sales, and I thought Black Friday that is such a but it's not a long way away. It is just around the corner. Good morning, Ward White. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Doing well. Good morning, Tom. Everybody have a fun Halloween. Yes, it, it was good. It was I, good. W- we sat in the in the driveway. And watch the little ghost and goblins and whatever else came by. Some of the some of the um, the outfits were pretty darn creative. You guys remember those those suits? And I when they first came out, I I first remember Nebraska, the Cornhuskers, where the the suit it kind of inflated, and the person could could literally the suit they could turn the suit upside down and all that kind of stuff. And because there was you know they had air pumping into it. I saw a kid. He was the the Michelin Man. Remember the Michelin Man? He was, in, but it was inflated. It, it had a battery operated, and so he was able to walk around and, and do all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was there was some real creativity through through the neighborhood last night. That was a lot of fun. A Lot of fun. Did uh, did you hand out candy last night? Uh, I did in 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 your place anything strike you? I mean, uh, were there any creative? uh Just the normal ghosts and yeah. goblins.
3: Yeah. Okay. What did you take your little brother trick or treating? No, my dad did. My, I had to go help my mom pick up a jukebox. Well, of course you did. Of course I can. <laughs> That's what we all do. <laughs> yeah, I Ward know. Warden,
2: I, Warden, I were just talking about that. When's the last time we went and picked up a jukebox? I mean, you know, it's so a first for me.
4: <laughs> That's greatness Happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Is it a record jukebox or a CD jukebox?
3: Uh it, it's an old one, so pro- I I it does take records, yeah. She's she's getting it for her antique mall, so.
2: So yesterday, I I got to tell you guys this because it's it's bothered me for 24 hours or more. It's kind of like 100 miles or more. <laughs> uh, I I a, at the press conference yesterday, at Dave Aranda's press conference, before it started, I kind of bounced around the room asking about candy corn. Oh, good grief. Oh, I did. I couldn't <laughs> take it. <laughs> Some of the, the young uh, whippersnappers, you know, the the TV guys, they, uh, you know, well, heck, first of all, none of them are over 16. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Easy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, we kind of jab at each other a little bit. Chris Williams from Channel 10, you know, he stood us up one day. You remember that? Mm-hmm. When he overslept? And so I won't let him live it down. And he finally just came out yesterday and said, that, you know, he, he had better things to do. So, anyway, I was, I was jabbing at him. They don't like candy corn. None of those young guys in the, you know. Nobody likes candy corn. No, that's not true. That's not true. Uh... Jerry, I think Jerry Hill said he did. Uh, David Kay. See, there's
4: just evidence there's something wrong with
2: both of you. David Kay from media relations at at Baylor, he said he was kind of indifferent. You know, he could take them or he could leave them. Max Calderon, uh, who handles baseball and some football media relations stuff, he said no. He said no to Candy Corn. And I'm like, hang on a second. What is the deal? If nobody likes them, they would quit making them. You know? But they keep making them. They do. So somebody is buying them.
4: Again, to throw at people.
2: It's not to throw at people. (laughs) It's – they're – I don't understand. I just don't understand. I mean, and and, you know, I I, I don't. You know – but in anyway, it's it's frustrating that I can't find five people in this world that that like that like them. I think they're great. Why would you not like them? I mean, now I don't like the ones that have the chocolate in them, but the straight up orange and white, let's roll. Good stuff. Anyway. All right, uh, let's see. We got a lot to do today uh, on the program. We're going to talk some college, you know, the college football playoff uh, first first release. Look, you think the polls, the top 25 polls are, are just for fun? What about this deal? Made for TV. It certainly is. It's an ESPN production, is it not? Because, look, the top four teams – very well could could play each other in conference championship games would you agree yeah yeah i mean tennessee georgia
4: ohio state michigan
2: are those going to be the top 4 teams
4: i don't i don't know well you just never know how they're going
2: i i get it but what are your only other options clemson tcu
4: yeah they're i mean
2: you're not putting alabama ahead of anybody Tap the brakes. Don't, don't look over it. Don't Tap do the brakes. Not, do not start that conspiracy. Alabama is not going
4: to be in the top four. You know it. I know it. They're not, Ward. I, I'm i not ruling anything out with this committee. <laughs> They're going to let them hover around. I guarantee you that. Well, yeah, they'll be seven, six. No. What do you mean no? I that. I- I wouldn't be surprised if they're a little bit higher. You're telling me you think they're five. I don't know ahead of Clemson. I don't. I I don't put anything past this okay.
2: committee. Well, you'll find out tonight, and we'll report it tomorrow. I don't know. I mean, my only question is: is who? Not that it matters. Who's number one? Doesn't matter. Georgia. See, I I got Tennessee at number one. If Tennessee played Georgia today, who wins? Georgia. You think? See, I think Tennessee wins. I think Tennessee's offense is really good. Yeah. Really good. I don't know. Is is TCU in that conversation? They'll be in the conversation. Should they be in that conversation? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, and I saw one today, uh, that that was projecting not not tomorrow night, or not tonight rather, but projecting December. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of looking at that. I'm always interested, you know, you got five games still to play and, and plus a conference championship and they were projecting games. And they had, one of them had TCU in the Final Four. One of them had... Wow. Now, And I did, and I will tell you this. First thing I thought of was Ward. There was one of the talking heads that's one of these college football playoff quote experts. And he said that... If you are a power five school and you are undefeated, you will be in the playoff. Okay. That's what he said. And the first thing I thought of was, nope, that ain't happening because my man said it ain't happening. I will leave it when I see it. Well, let me, you know, and and here's what I don't know. Do I think they should? Of course. No, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Here's, here's where we got to get Ryan in, in our research department. Boy, we, we've got a lot of people over in our research department. Have we had a Power 5 school go undefeated and not get in the playoff?
4: Mm, probably, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I don't either. I mean, I just
3: thought about that about 10 seconds ago. I mean, ago. would you consider UCF Power 5? What conference are they in?
2: No, they're not. No, they're not. No, 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 no. You're talking, you're talking to big boys. You're talking, ACC, SEC, Big Twelve, Big Ten, and Pac-12, Power Five. Is there a Power Five school that has gone undefeated through uh, the regular season? I don't think there is through but the I conference don't know. championship, and been on the outside looking in. I don't think so. So, you know, I, I guess you can make that statement, but. Can you back up that statement? And I and I don't know that you can do that either. Could could we I, I see? I don't it think this TCU
4: year? goes undefeated though either.
2: No, nor do I, because they've got some really difficult road games, and this league is just nuts this year. Mm. This league is just nuts this year. Uh, and then you got to turn around and play. If you win, if you do, then you're going to turn around and play somebody. Yeah, you, you do. I mean, and look, last year Oklahoma State beat Baylor in. Stillwater, and then Baylor beat Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game. It's not an easy task. So, it'll be interesting to see. So, there you go. Uh, That was not, you know, that was supposed to be next segment, but we we got into it today. Uh, World Series, Ward, the uh, game was canceled last night due to inclement weather. Boy, that lets you change your pitching rotation big time, doesn't it? With that extra day off, and that's Mm -hmm. exactly what the Philadelphia Phillies are going to do. They're going to change their rotation uh, for tomorrow night, and so you you play two, you rest two. Now you're going to play three. So uh, before you return to Houston, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. But yeah, the Phillies are making some changes in their rotation and how they do things, and hopefully they'll get to play tonight. But uh, rain just wouldn't allow it last night. Uh, did you watch Cleveland d- destroy Cincinnati? How does uh, yeah, how does that happen? Wrong. How does that happen?
4: It's the NFL. I
2: mean, isn't Cincinnati a better football team than Cleveland? It, it's the NFL. And did I read where Joe Burrow, as the quarterback of the Bengals, has never defeated the Cleveland Browns? Has not,
4: still has not.
2: Is that not crazy? Mm-hmm. As good as he is, as good as they have been, as bad as Cleveland has been. And they play twice a year, right? Aren't I, they in the same division? I think they do, yeah. And they have not defeated them. Mm-mm. Wow. Ah, oh, so there you go. That was Monday Night Football. Hey, we got a lot to get to today. Sheehan Jayaraj is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. There was a firing in college football. We'll get to that. Another firing. Uh, there's, there's already a short list for the Auburn job, which is who got fired. Mm-hmm. Uh couple of guys that have Baylor ties on that list, according to one report I read this morning. Uh, high school football top 10 is out. We'll get to that some at some point today. Terry Garrick, the head coach of the Conley Cadets, is going to join us. Boy, they are rolling right now. And uh, we'll also look ahead to the Baylor-Oklahoma game and, and a whole lot more. And today's the, the trade deadline in the National Football League. Is there a major move
4: made in the NFL today? Oh, yeah. I think so. I don't know where it'll be, but there'll be some some, some shoe will drop. We'll talk about that a little later
2: on. All right, 7-12, uh, 12 minutes after 7 o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Uh, don't forget, if you missed anything on the program, you could check it out at syntechsportsfan.com. That's com. Ryan's directed me to the computer screen like I don't know that that's a computer
3: <laughs> I was just pointing it out <laughs> well
2: thanks <laughs> Ward that's a computer all right that's a door <laughs> uh <and> also <laughs> also if uh if uh <laughs> yeah so we, I'm lost what was the liner I was supposed to be reading uh yeah We're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. And, yeah, here's where I was going. Uh, If if anything in the program that you want to talk about that we didn't talk about, or maybe you agree or disagree or just got some input, we'd love to hear from you on our CNC Collision Center text line. The text line is 254-662-1660. You can text us. And uh, and get uh, and get your point across. We try to read them all as we go through the morning. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. The C and C Collision Center text line seven fourteen. This is game time. You're home for candy corn. Candy oh, corn. Oh, No. No. It is not. And you're a no too, right? Big no. Big no. It's not just a no. It's a mm-hmm. big no. Okay. <sighs> seven fourteen. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
5: Aaron, if I was your professor, try to put yourself back in the days of being 18, 19 years old. Would you sign up for one of my classes? Like if I were my age and you were a college student, you think you'd like to be in one of my classes?
1: I would weigh my options. That would be one of them. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's right. Aaron would look around. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It's fall, pumpkin spices everywhere, and football is back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October, and the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedthedoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas.
6: TFNB, your bank for life, is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texas are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back with five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app. Banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank
5: for life. Member FDIC. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At Asco Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Dusen builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at Asco Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. Asco Equipment, they're on it. Whatever it is. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house?
4: Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it the most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way so it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Nobody covers football in Central Texas
0: like ESPN Central Texas.
2: All right, seven eighteen. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. So, after some quick research, Ryan, what'd you find out? Only, only UCF, and they're not a Power Five, but only UCF has gone undefeated and not made the playoff.
3: That is correct. There's been no Power Five school that has gone undefeated and missed it. I mean, there's been a couple one one loss teams. Yeah, but, well, yeah, <laughs> but never a <laughs> one right here. One right here in River City. That's yep. exactly right. Never an undefeated team missed that four team playoff. All right, so there you go.
2: Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Just what is going on in Auburn? I mean, is is that a dumpster fire or what? It's not good. There's no question. They fired their coach yesterday. They're they're in the process of hiring an athletic director. They hired him yesterday. And they then, did, and then fired the coach. Ah, uh, so that was the problem. Okay, I thought they were still in the process of trying to get the AD hired. Mm. And what is the deal about going and getting guys within your own league? But that's what they did mm-hmm. for the A D for the A D gig. So so here's a guy that coached a season and a half basically and you and you run him out of town and you're gonna write a check. And didn't you write a check to to uh the previous head
3: coach? Malzon. Malzon, yeah.
2: They I think they wrote a big one, like mm-hmm. twenty million twenty million, twenty one
3: million, something like that. I think the buyout for the guy they fired out was like around 15, 10 to 15 something like that. You think about that now,
2: how much money you're you're
3: spending just to don't take as, a hike. Hey,
4: we're going to pay you to leave. Well, I I think nowadays they have that insurance policy in place when they hire a guy. Yeah. So that's he, why I, I don't I wouldn't be shocked if the buyout even though it's outrageous for Jimbo Fisher if A&M just doesn't say, you know what, we got it, so here it is. See you later. This report- now, I don't know that that's even going to be the case or if that's fair or, or anything else, but I, I, I know Aggie fans are not, are not happy with the way things are going right now. Okay, so this report right here says the decision
2: came just before the school named new AD John Cohen the former Mississippi State AD. So uh who knows who cares? It's they're making moves in the middle of the season and now that that job becomes open and there's what uh five or six jobs
4: that I think that's six now. Yeah. maybe maybe seven.
2: And then immediately the names start flying about potential candidates, and I read one story uh, already that has the the you know Lane Kiffin, uh, Hugh Freeze, who's at, at Liberty right now, a uh, couple of other names. Uh, Jeff Grimes' name popped up because he was a O line O line coach there back in nine to 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 2012 under Gene Chizik. Uh Matt Rule's name came up uh, as a potential candidate. Matt, Matt Rule. Rule's name is going to be on every list, isn't it? Yeah, every every list, it's going to be on every list. So interesting how you know these name, and then Deion Sanders' name uh, popped up uh, as a potential candidate. So it'll be interesting to see out of all these jobs. You know where guys land, and and who's interested in leaving, who's not interested in leaving, and all of that stuff. But man, it's it happens earlier and earlier now. I mean, your your jobs are coming open, and I know there's what five weeks or so left in the regular season. There will be more. There will be more. Uh, let's see what else is going on in the uh, wide wide world of sports. Uh, let's talk some high school athletics off the off the floor or off the field and with some uh, tough news for, for Duncanville High School.
4: Yeah, Duncanville has now been stripped. The Duncanville boys' basketball team, the 2022 state championship team, they were stripped of their state championship, and the girls' team was banned from season playoffs in a ruling from the UIL yesterday, and the executive committee suspended both boys' coach, David Peavy and uh, Lajana Howard, for each of their violations as well. And so the 6A title from last year was the third championship in a row for the Duncanville boys. Uh, they had to forfeit all their games because the senior point guard, Anthony Black, played uh, last year. Uh, the 6A championship game in which he was named the MVP, Duncanville beat McKinney 69-49. As a result of the forfeit, McKinney has been named the new state champion with a 2 to nothing victory over Duncanville. Um and Duncanville in the poll that came out uh, heading into the season were the 6A number one team in in the state. Uh, they will no longer be able to participate in a postseason play as well. So um, both boys and girls ruled ineligible for the playoffs. Um, it it's a bad look for Duncanville ISD, but I mean. You know, it opens doors up for, for a lot of different schools. And one of the districts that may benefit from this is going to be 12-6A with Temple and Harker Heights and, and the schools in this area. that That is their bi-district matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, now that that opens up another spot. Dunkerville girls were currently ranked four in the coaches poll as well going into the season. And so now both of them ineligible. They will not be able to not be able to participate in postseason and both the uh both the coaches um have retired supposedly so they're not gonna be affected by this move but lots of kids affected by this this move. I, I I'm curious
2: Guys, how – you mentioned who was named the state champion with a 2 nothing victory? McKinney. McKinney. I'm wondering how McKinney feels about that. Seriously, I, yeah, I wonder I how – you know, I, I, you know you didn't win it on the floor. You know the other team got it illegally. How do you feel about that? I know that there's going to be – the trophy's going to be put in your trophy case. I get all that. But as the coach, the staff, the, and the players – on that basketball team a year ago, how do you feel about that?
4: Well, McKinney officials said yesterday morning they were made aware of the UIL ruling and will acknowledge this honor for the 2021-2022 McKinney Boys Team. So, regardless of the title, we cannot be more proud of the team's effort and accomplishment. The uh, McKinney ISD said. So I agree with that. Yeah,
2: I mean, obviously they had a heck of a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they got there. Yeah. But I'm wondering how the players, you know, those seniors that have already graduated. I wonder how they feel about that. Uh, how would you feel? I mean, I don't know. I, of course, we're not. We're, we've never been in that position, yeah. so how would you know? You were but,
4: named the state champion, do a forfeit. I mean, you you got a state championship, but yeah,
2: yeah. That's. I think. I think. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Eh, you know. Yeah, you did, but, you know. I don't know I mean it's strange how do you feel about about that and a, and again the the team that beat you went about it the wrong way clearly but how do you feel I mean interesting all right so you know and you we were talking during the break that there's been a couple of other issues that have popped up San Marcus football mm-hmm. was it like eight players
4: so, yeah, it was a handful. I don't remember the exact number, but, yeah, a whole handful of players.
2: Were- that, that moved over into the district uh, to participate, and, boy, well, the UIL went, uh-uh, nope, that's not happening. And so that's – I'm just
4: interested is <laughs> – and I – man, I even to hate to put this out, but, you know, San Marcos got the three-year probation from the UIL and the postseason ban – all this – all these are popping up right now, right? Mm-hmm. And And this is – San Marcos and Dunkelville aren't the only two. We've had – No way. Three or four others that have had their hands slapped.
3: It happened with Richland Springs earlier this year, too. That's right. That's, That's another right. one. That's a good
4: one. Yeah. Uh, good point. These are all bubbling up. <laughs> After this free-for-all in college football, the transfer rule has been – so rampant i i don't want to say there's any correlation but if college football is is letting people go crazy i think high school's going well if they can do it in college football why can't we do it here
3: does the uil base like their rules on that off the ncaa's rules well the uil has
4: their own set of rules but they follow ncaa they follow the NCAA. they playing rules. Yeah. Rule book. Okay. okay. Yeah. They're playing rules, but the UIL's
2: governing body has nothing to do with the NCAA. No. Nothing yeah. whatsoever. But they
4: follow the NCAA. I mean, this is all based off rule of Rule book. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah. Look, they're they territorial don't, there's not restrictions. A, yeah. This is, this is you, you cannot move for athletic purposes, and this is what th- these have been deemed to what has happened. They moved specifically to. Be able to participate at that school in athletics, and that's the only reason why the moves were made. Now, look, there is every day mamas and daddies that get jobs in town that move, and every day. And is it always legit? I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you, it's not. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) But I, I just, I feel like that we're seeing more of these. I haven't I mean we haven't seen this many probation and suspensions and, and coaches getting in really big trouble in a long time and it's just real interesting to me that it's the wild west in college football and all of a sudden these are getting these are getting caught more or getting pulled to the front of the light more in high school athletics. I don't know, maybe it's just me conspiracy well, theory throwing out and
2: here's one that you just bounce off the wall and you know and it's it's an opinion but an individual opinion is the pressure to win is it is it causing a lot of this to happen i've got to go get uh, it's up, not I've any got higher go, get, it's not any
4: higher than it's been in the past i don't think it's always been pressure to win i mean you're putting your livelihood in 15 16 17 year old kids and that's that's enough pressure for any yeah Football coach, basketball coach. And this
2: is what we used to always say. That's unfair because in high school athletics, you can't recruit. Well, you can't recruit legally. No. And and, And you coach
4: what's on campus. Yeah. And most of the time, that's what happens. Yeah. You coach what's on campus. Again, you're putting your livelihood into 16, 17, sometimes 18-year-old kids. And that's that's part of the gig. And so the pressure's always been there.
2: Yep. All right. 729. Real quick from the uh, CNC Collision Center. Text line from the 903. He, uh, this, this uh, this texture says, here's the preview of tonight's reveal. One is Georgia. Two is Tennessee. Three is Ohio state. Four is Michigan. Five is Clemson. Six is Alabama. Seven is TCU. And eight is Oregon. Wow. TCU below Alabama. Oops. Oh yeah. There's no doubt. There's no doubt? No doubt. Okay. seven We're back to talk to Shehan Araja from CBSSports.com in a minute. But first, let's get a Cowboy update with Christy Scales, presented by Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac. Check him out today at Richardcar.com
7: Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Michael Parsons scored his first NFL touchdown in Sunday's win over the Bears. He uses that play to share a message with young athletes
0: Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first
6: woman
8: to coach in the NBA.
7: What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label?
8: It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals.
7: Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. For all the dynamic plays linebacker Michael Parsons has made in his first year and a half with the Cowboys, he had not scored a touchdown until this past Sunday's win over the Bears when he scooped up a fumble, then weaved 36 yards to the end zone. Post game, he used the story of his touchdown as a lesson for young athletes.
9: You know, coaches been hounding on me about my superpower, you know, running to the ball regardless of if you make the play, not make the play. But just you just never know what happens on the football field. And you know, kids out there who made like, hmm, I'm running to the ball, but it's not turning out, man. It took me a year and a half before I finally got lucky. So just keep running to the ball, keep striving, and eventually the ball's gonna come your way, you know. That's just the football gods.
7: Micah and the rest of the Cowboys players are off today through Monday for the team's bye week. With today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Make your
8: trash disappear. Call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683. Or on our website, FrontierWaste.com.
0: Game time. Weekday seven and nine is your first word in local sports.
8: Empower your financial
7: future with First Central Credit Union. Get in motion with First Central's free checking that pays you cash back and refunds fees from ATMs nationwide. Enjoy an automatic
6: savings feature and free reward checking while being the MVP of a new cash back season. It's a snap to apply online at FirstCentralCU.com.
1: Everything.
4: Eligibility and qualifications supply. Member NCUA.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with case construction equipment, whatever the job is. Auburn has fired head football coach Brian Harson. In less than two seasons, the Tigers were 9-12 under his leadership. Running backs coach Carnell Williams has been named interim head coach to finish out the season. Rain in Philadelphia postponed Game 3 of the World Series. The delay has changed the Phillies' pitching plans as Ranger Suarez will get the start tonight against the Astros' Lance McCullers. The Dodgers' Justin Turner has been named this year's recipient of the Roberto Clemente Award. The annual award honors a player for his philanthropic efforts. One Texas NBA team was on the court last night. The Houston Rockets lost on the road to the Clippers 95-93.
0: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and good feet in the Central Texas Marketplace.
2: 7.35, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports. Tom Ward, Ron, we're glad you're with us. And from CBSSports.com, we say good morning to Shehan Jayaraja. Jayhan there's a million things to get to. Let's begin with the fun stuff. And, and let's start with, uh, let, you know what? Let's start with the new TV deal for the Big 12. And that is big time news for this, for this conference.
10: No question. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, when the, the Big 12 lost Texan, Oklahoma last year, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of thought that maybe, you know, the Big 12 might kind of be relegated in some ways to being a group of five league. But, you know, you look at the the new television deal that they signed with the, the new revenue that should come in from the college football playoff. Many people expect it to clear 50 million dollars in annual payout every single year. I mean, that's just a great place to be for the Big 12. You know, look, The reality is uh, it's not close, obviously, to what the Big Ten and SEC are going to be making, but it firmly puts the Big 12 in conversation for number three uh, and kind of, I think, gives them a little bit of a long-term vision. And the other thing that you have to say about it, too, is that it is pretty impressive that Brett Yormark was able to come in and, uh, and get the Big 12 in front of the Pac-12 in line when it comes to uh, media rights. You know, the Pac-12 deal is up in 2024. The Big 12 isn't up until 2025, but they were able to get an early extension and, and kind of assert their will early. So I, I think it's a huge deal for the Big 12, and I think it's a real credit to Brett Yormark.
4: What is the best college football job that is open right now out there, and what will be the best college football job open at the end of the season?
10: Yeah, I think that the answer is Wisconsin. It's very close. I mean, the the thing that you have to weigh is that Wisconsin is one of the most well-run athletic departments, most well-run programs in all of college football. But Auburn gives you national championship up, uh, upside, right? I mean, this is a program at Auburn that uh, in 2010 and 2013, both times played in national championship games. If they had won one more game in 2017, they would have been in the college football playoff. But you have to deal with everything that being at Auburn is so for me I think that the best job is Wisconsin I think that it's just one of those places where you're pretty much guaranteed to win they have the system they have a a recruiting infrastructure they have a plan and and so I think that from my perspective if you want to be a coach and and you want to be at a place where you can win 10 games where you can compete for conference championships I feel like Wisconsin's the place to be. And, you know, I, I think that looking at some of the other jobs that may come open, I still think that Wisconsin is going to be top of the list, especially because, you know, I think that we're heading into a point right now where some of the programs that maybe we thought would come open, you know, Louisville, I think, would be maybe chief among them. Uh, you know, they're starting to settle down a little bit and maybe we won't see them open up. So uh, I think that Wisconsin is the top job right now. But again, you know, w- Auburn is one of those jobs that has the most upside. You know, you have the opportunity to to win at the highest level. And so some people are going to weigh that a little bit higher.
2: Talk a little bit about Auburn for us a second. I I find that an interesting story. I'm curious just what you think is how far off the track they are. I mean, they've had players and coaches bailing out. They're firing their head coach. They're hiring an AD. Just how far off the track is this program right now?
10: I'll tell you what, you know, I mean, it's a tough place for a program to be when your two chief rivals that you play every single year are Alabama and Georgia, probably the two most talent acquisition programs in the country. And I I think that whichever coach comes in is going to have to understand the situation that they're in and understand the expectations that there are on the plane. Uh, You know, I I think that this, this last go round, right. I mean, I think that when they fired Gus Malzahn, they probably expected a little bit more interest in this job than what they had. Uh, You know, they end up hiring Brian Harson, who's an SEC outsider, his only coach in the South for one year as head coach at Arkansas State. Uh, And I think that really just from the start, didn't seem to understand some of the dynamics that take place in the SEC. So I think that trying to get somebody with a strong SEC background is going to be first priority here. Uh, I think that the fact that they hired John Cohen, uh, former Mississippi State athletic director only points to that. You know, this is somebody who's been, uh, well, he was actually an SEC baseball coach for a long time, but obviously, uh, you know, a relative SEC lifer as well. You know, he, he's going to understand what this takes. He's going to understand the dynamics. He's going to understand a little bit better uh, what happens there versus somebody like Alan Green. So I I think that it ends up being a good situation. And, um, you know, but whichever coach comes in, there is going to have to understand that uh, there's a lot of dynamics to work with and you're going to have to settle some people down.
4: How much rope is left for Jimbo Fisher and A&M? And and does the schedule lean in their favor to where he can calm the waters?
10: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the reality is he has $86 million worth of rope left, right? I mean, they, they don't really have a whole lot of leverage to use against him at this point. Uh, now, you know, look, the, the thing that I think that we have to remember is that of course, Jimbo Fisher wants to win too, right? Like he, he doesn't want to be a failure. He doesn't want to miss a bowl game for the first time since 2005 or any of that sort of stuff. But uh, obviously I think the thing that's in question is, you know, can you convince him that he's part of the problem and that they need to revamp something? You know, it's going to be an interesting question if that's the case, uh, you, you know, look, their last little bit, I think is a, is, an interesting schedule. They play Auburn, you know, obviously Auburn is a, is a team that just fired their coach. So we don't really know what we're going to get. They also play LSU, which I think will be a pretty tough game for them, but you know, they have to go three and one over these last six games or these last four games, just to be able to make a bowl game, you know? So, so maybe they have an opportunity to kind of finish strong, uh, if they're able to take care of business against some of these other teams. But, uh, you know, there there are definitely losable games on there. I, I don't like that LSU game for them. I think that they have a good chance of losing that game. And, and look, if they lose to Auburn, I think that people are going to be in full-on panic mode. Again, I, I don't think that, that means that anything will change or that they can force anything to happen. But but I think that you're really going to start seeing some, you know, external pressure applied from Aggies if, uh, if that were to happen.
2: The uh, college football playoff uh, has their first release coming up tonight. Number one, who, who do you think is going to the, the four teams that, that are, are going to be there? And number two, do you put a lot of stock into it this early in the year?
10: Yeah, let's do that second part first. I I think that this is other than the last ranking, probably the most interesting ranking of the year because you get an idea of what they're valuing and who they're valuing right now, right? If we we could end up in a situation, for example, where maybe the rankings come out and there are five or five ACC teams in there, right, and they're ranked somewhere in the fifteen to twenty-five range, because you know there's there's a lot of teams that are borderline. You know, there there aren't, I think. Uh, a very very clear top 25 so you know if we if we look well okay well then if, if there's a lot of ACC teams that bodes well for Clemson if there are a bunch of big 12 teams that bodes well for TCU if there's neither, either you know I think that probably bodes well for getting multiple SEC teams uh, in that case so I I think that when this thing comes out the top is gonna I think be pretty straightforward it might be in some different order but I think that the top four that we're going to see is going to be Tennessee, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, and Michigan in some order. Uh, now, you know, Clemson, I think, can probably get in there. I'm going to be curious to see what they do with TCU, especially relative to Alabama, because I think that there's no question that TCU's resume is more impressive than Alabama's. But, uh, you know, I, I think that's probably the top four that we're going to start with. Um, and, and I expect that that uh, the, the final four is probably going to come from that group.
4: When you look at Oklahoma State and what they did on Saturday, are you concerned about this football team, or was that just a bad day?
10: Yeah, it, it, I mean, it was such a weird game. I watched that game from front to back live on, on Saturday, and it was just one of those things where it was like it, you were waiting for something to change, and it just it felt like the game never started for Oklahoma State in some ways. You know, look, when you have a game like 48-0, to I mean, I'll even point back to Oklahoma 49-0 to a couple weeks ago. I think that to a certain extent, that's just something that happened. Right? I don't think that that's necessarily a death knell or proof that this team was never any good because Oklahoma State had a bunch of other really good victories at other points of the year. They're really banged up right now. Just hasn't quite been himself. The issue is, is he going to be himself heading forward? Is he going to have an opportunity to get healthy, or is this just who he's going to be during the stretch run of the Big 12 season? There's certainly, I mean, just. Obviously, obviously not as bad as 48-0. to zero. They're they they're not as bad as that performance. But I, I do think that I have some long-term questions for the rest of the season about whether Oklahoma State is going to be deep enough and going to be able to deal with some injuries uh, to, to finish the season strong. Because, you know, this was a very real top-10 team in the country when the season started. Uh, they're hemorrhaging players so fast. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep that up. I know you
2: like Kansas State. And, uh, you know, on the flip side, that's that's a terrific win for the Cats, isn't it?
10: No doubt. And, I mean, to do it with your backup quarterback is, is pretty insane. And, you know, I, I think that you really have to like what they're doing offensively. I think that they've done such a great job of being creative, of playing to their players' strengths. You know, obviously, we we saw, you know, with uh, Adrian Martinez, they went really run heavy when they switched to Will Howard. They're like, all right, we're going to check it around the field because we feel like that's probably his biggest strength right now. So, I, I think they've done just such a great job of putting guys in good positions and, and giving them uh, their playmakers a chance to make plays. So, uh, you know, this this is, I think, still you can make an argument the best team in the Big Twelve right now. Obviously, TCU is right there as well, and I expect these, uh, I expect Kansas State and TCU to be the two teams that emerge at the end of the year in Arlington.
4: So, how is it Kansas State is an underdog to Texas at home this week?
10: <laughs> the analytic systems love Texas, love, love, love Texas. The big thing that you say about Texas is that. You know the the analytic systems. Whenever they look at this sort of stuff, right? uh, You know, they're they're not just looking at final score. They're looking at the process of how the game happened, and they have a couple things going in their favor. They have a really close game against an Alabama team that usually rates, you know, probably still at this point rates top three in a lot of analytic systems. They also have a 49-0 victory over Oklahoma, which is again not not probably representative, but you know, it just that that's what they are, right? You know, if Oklahoma is, is rated at you know, the 30th best team in the country, they have a 49 to zero super dominant victory over that. And so I, I think that it's a little misleading exactly how good this Texas team is um, just because I think that they've had some luck when it comes to how the analytic systems work. So I would say personally that Kansas State is the better team. I I think that probably as well. I'm sure that Vegas probably even made the adjustment. The line that that probably their system spat uh, spat out was probably even bigger towards Texas. But this is a Texas team that obviously has – Struggle to finish games they have played very badly situationally they do a great job of obviously building leads and kind of finding their rhythm on scripted drives but they are not a special team once it comes down to the wire i i certainly expect kansas state to win but you know why is texas rated high because i think that they are kind of the perfect storm of of being an analytics darling I want to get a final thought
2: from you here this morning uh the uh, the michigan michigan state situation certainly an ugly scene after the game Uh, Michigan State suspending, I think, four players. There's probably criminal charges coming. Uh, I don't want to discuss that aspect of it, but just with all of that that is unfolding, how does that affect both Michigan State and Michigan on the field?
10: Yeah, it's a good question. You know, this was already kind of careening towards disaster for Michigan State. I mean, they've been absolutely terrible this season, which, you know, I I thought that they'd probably be like a 500 team this year. I thought that it would be a pretty stark uh, collapse for them. But this is this is so much worse than I think that I could have expected and expected maybe than anyone could have expected uh so you know i, I think that their season is just going to kind of be over you know there, there's really nothing to play for there's i, I think that like you said there's going to be suspensions there could be criminal charges it could be something where uh you know it just hangs over the team for the rest of the season and maybe even into the off season you know mel Tucker just signed a giant contract to stick around but this is a, about the worst way that he could have started uh that new contract you know, as for Michigan, I, I think that it, it won't be too much of a distraction for Michigan. I, I, it's probably a good thing that Rutgers is this upcoming week. It think like that they should be pretty easily because, you know, if this was a little closer to the game, uh, may, maybe it's a little bit of a distraction, but I think that it should be put in the rearview mirror by the time that they have to really kind of go out and play. Shehan,
2: uh, we appreciate it, man. What are you working on for CBSSports.com?
10: Yeah, I'm working on a piece kind of uh, putting Tennessee into context. Obviously, we've got our first game of the century in a couple of years as, as number one Georgia, number two Tennessee face-off. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, and then, yeah, just uh, just going through and, and reviewing the first round of playoff rankings on the College Football Survivor Show. So make sure to check that out.
2: Sounds like a winner. Man, we appreciate your time as always. Thanks so much. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. We'll see you later. That is Shayhan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. 749, stay with us. We run through the high school football top 10. We do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time, we welcome into the program from the Ranger radio team, Jared Sandler.
3: It's always a, a great sign when you get
6: the guy you want. That's, you know, what happened here. The Rangers targeted Bruce Bochy, I think. Fair to say
10: the minute that they parted ways with Chris Woodward, Bruce Bochi was the, the apple in their eye. You know, after three years off, can he still manage at the same level he did? Well, that remains to be seen. But this is a pretty significant hire for the Rangers.
0: Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
8: Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs.
5: In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel & Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel & Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9
0: on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the way. If are on the road, we have the best place for your house. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek, you'll love our sausage.
11: Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 109 years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton, off I 35. On it with case construction equipment, whatever the job is. Auburn has fired head football coach Brian Harson. In less than two seasons, the Tigers were 9 12 under his leadership. Running backs coach Carnell Williams has been named interim head coach to finish out the season. Rain in Philadelphia postponed game three of the World Series. The delay has changed the Phillies' pitching plans as Ranger Suarez will get the start tonight against the Astros' Lance McCullers. The Dodgers' Justin Turner has been named this year's recipient of the Roberto Clemente Award. The annual award honors a player for his philanthropic efforts. One Texas NBA team was on the court last night. The Houston Rockets lost on the road to the Clippers 95-93.
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.53, this is game
2: time here on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris coming up in a few minutes with today's Baylor Sports Beat program. We'll get to that for you. But right now, Ryan is going to run through the high school football top 10 for us.
3: So we'll start at the top at Class 6A where they have the top 25. Austin Westlake improving, improving to 9-0 is in first place. North Shore in second, Duncanville in third, South Lake Carroll in fourth. DeSoto dropped to 13 from 9 after their loss to Duncanville. And then the rest remains the same there. No teams in Central Texas. Class 5A Division 1, Longview at 9-0, number one, <coughs> excuse me, number 1 in the state. College Station moves back into the top 10 after their win over their crosstown rival AM consolidated. Class 5A Division 2, now Argyle at 9-0. Are, or stay put at number one. Everman moves into the top 10, ranked number 10, after their big win over Corsicana. Class 4, I Division one, China Spring, after playing their 10th and final game of the regular season last week. Stay put at number one as they finish the regular season 9-1 and one after their win over Waxahachie Life. Uh, Salina at number five at 8-1. and one. Brownwood moves up to number nine at 8-2 and two after their big win over Andrews. Number two, Stephenville, drops out. From number two to out of the rankings completely as they lost to Alvarado fifty to forty nine last week. Shocking, yes. but we
2: knew Alvarado was good. Yes. Yeah.
3: Now, do Class Four A Division Two, Carthage. They played their tenth game last week as well, beating Van forty one to fifteen to stay put at number one. Belleville improving to nine and zero last week over their win over Wharton at number five. Glen Rose. Improving to 8 and 1 last week, stay put at number 9 as 1 through 10 in 4A Division 2 remains the same. I'm a little surprised by
2: Conley not being in that mix. They have two losses. They're 7 and 2 going into the Robinson game Friday night, and their two losses are to top 10 teams from uh, 4A Division 1. They lost to Brownwood, who is number 9, and they lost to China Spring, who's number 1. So those are their two losses, and I thought maybe they get a little love, uh, but uh, clearly they haven't so far
3: now down to class 3A division <clears> one <throat> Franklin I've <clears throat> excuse me sorry Franklin after their big time win over Cameron Yo stay put at number one as they improved to nine and on the season Malakoff moves up to number two after their win over Mejia. number six Cameron Yo completely drops out of the rankings after that loss to Franklin which brings room for West as they move into the rankings at number 10 about time and then Lorena goes from 10 up to number eight after their win. Forty-nine twenty-one over Troy, and then now to three A Division two Gunner at number one, improved to eight and zero after their fifty-six nothing win over Leonard, and uh, Palmer at eight at nine and zero, and then number nine Lexington improving to nine and zero after their shutout win over Rodgers. to two A two A Division one now. Timson stays put at number one. They're nine and zero overall after their sixty-seven fourteen win over Shelbyville. Crawford stays put at number nine. They're nine and zero after their 43 nothing win over Riesel. Toller nine and zero at number seven. Centerville at number nine at seven and two, and then Coleman seven and two ranked at number ten. As one through ten remains the same, there as all ten ranked teams won in two A Division one, two A Division two. Now Mart after their big time win, 54 nothing over the previously undefeated Dawson team. And you know what?
2: Ward and Ryan, that was win number 100 in the career of head coach Kevin Hoppen. He's got, he's got 100 wins and 11 losses.
3: Unbelievable. Is that not
2: crazy? What, what a winning percentage. 100 wins and 11 losses and what, three state championships, I believe? Mm-hmm. Just wow. I mean,
4: what, what a juggernaut they've got rolling there. You know, they're third on the all-time winning list yeah. in high school football. Any division. How about that?
2: <laughs> and they're right here in our backyard. And uh, you'll hear their playoff games, incidentally, right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right.
3: So staying in Class 2, Division 2, Martin, again, number one in the state. Number five in the state, Chilton, as they're 9-0 after their 43 nothing win over Iola. And then Santo at number 9, 8-1. And then Granger is at number 10 as they improve to 7-2 and after their 45-14 win over Milano, now to the six-man ranks, 1A Division One Abbott, 48 nothing winners over Penelope. They stay put at number one in the state as they improve to nine and zero. And to six-man ranks, Division Two Class 1A Benjamin, number one in the state, eight and zero after they 40 40 to nothing winners over Chili Coffee. Chilico- I've never heard Chilla of that. Chili Coffee. And then Oglesby stays put at number four as they're still unbeaten 9-0. 42-32 winners over Calvert. And then Bluffdale, number 10 in the state as they improve to 8-1. 57-12 winners over Cranfield's Gap. And the private school ranks, one through, f- one through five remains the same there. The fighting Jason Witten's Argyle Liberty Christian at number four. then the private school six-man ranks, they're spearheaded by the undefeated Pasadena First Baptist team. 64-16 winners over Conroe Covenant. And that's the rankings heading into week 11.
2: All right, 758. John Morris is here. He's got today's Baylor Sports Speed program.
3: Welcome
1: to
6: today's edition of the Baylor Sports Speed on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Here's the voice of the Bears. John Morris. Running us coverage of Baylor athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor women's basketball. Now two days away from their exhibition opener, we'll visit with head coach Nikki Collin. Coming up on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
8: During Ram Power Days at Allen Samuels, our great selection of new cars and trucks come with amazing deals and competitive financing that makes you ask,
0: why shop anywhere else? The new 2022 Ram trucks are designed to be durable, functional, and stylish. These legendary, award-winning trucks give you that first-class feel. Luxurious leather trim seating
6: options, exceptional legroom and storage, plus around-view camera options you'd expect from a premium
2: truck. Come see our selection today or browse online at allensamuelsdcj.com.
6: You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football gearing up for Game 9 of the season. Comes up this Saturday, 2 p.m. in Norman against the Oklahoma Sooners. Meanwhile, Baylor men's and women's basketball gearing up for the start of the new season. Now less than a week away. In fact, for the Baylor women, their exhibition opener comes up this Thursday, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center against Southwest Baptist. We visited with head coach Nikki Collin and asked her about the options she now has with an expanded roster going into this season.
12: It takes time. I mean, it is a great group. I don't have to coach effort um, very often. I think sometimes young players, new players get tired. Um, I, I think it's about figuring out how to mix. You know, you've got three freshmen, a junior college player. You've got sophomore transfers, junior transfers, senior transfers, along with our returnees. So it's, it's kind of figuring out how to let them be themselves individually, um, but at the same time, collectively with the goal of, hey, we've got to win basketball games here at Baylor.
6: How different are things for you going into your second year compared to this time last year?
12: In some ways, not that dissimilar because you still feel like you've got to get everybody on the same page. And so I think every coach in America, whether they've coached at a place a year, 20 years, you know, when it comes to the basketball component, you never feel ready. You know, you just never feel ready even when you have a veteran team. Um, but, but when it comes to the off-the-court stuff, the daily grind, knowing Baylor, knowing the people, um, knowing what I need to do to prepare – um, on and off the court, I think that's a little easier in terms of kind of the daily grind outside of, you know, the court. Yeah.
6: It's a fun time of year, isn't it, getting a new season started?
12: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's enjoying football, but, you know, now it's, it's, it's about to be basketball season. And for all basketball coaches, you know, I, I think we really do begin to turn the page and get excited to really see how our team will react.
6: Nikki Collin and Baylor Women's Basketball with an exhibition game this Thursday, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center. Then their regular season opener comes up on Monday, 7 p.m. in the Farrell Center against Lamar. Baylor Men's and Women's Basketball season tickets available now at BaylorBears.com slash tickets or you can call 254 710 1000. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris
12: at Metro by T-Mobile, you can save more now that you need it the most. Get one line of unlimited 5G for just $40, period. Taxes and fees included. That's the lowest price in prepaid. Plus, choose from the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch now and save more. Only at Metro. If congested, the fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams in SD requires eligible port in. C store for details.
0: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after
2: 8 o'clock, welcome back into Hour 2 of the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Tom, he's Ward, he's Ryan. We appreciate you being with us, and we say good morning to uh, Terry Garrick, the head coach of the Conley Cadets. Coach, good morning. How are we this morning. Coach are you with us? Yes, sir. Okay, there you are. All right. We were just having a little uh we were just having a little problem there. Talk a little bit about uh, your football team right now and, and where you are at seventy two. You you're playing really, really good football right now, aren't you?
9: We are in some areas, you know. We're never we're never completely satisfied, you know, we still got a lot of things to work on. Um, well, we are pleased. Uh, we've had some offensive productive. We've been very productive on offense. And then uh, defensively, we got a little better each game, you know, in some areas. And uh, I was really excited against Madisonville for our defense, you know. We got a few takeaways, and, and that got us in a great position to score some points.
4: How How is your defense being able to get better each and every game and be able to win that takeaway battle?
9: Uh, we, you know, number one, it gives you a consistency at practice, you know understanding the scheme of what the opponent is doing to us. Um, just going out and practicing hard, you know, and believing in our scheme and what we're doing. We're better on defense than we were last year. We're not exactly where we want to be yet, but we, we still feel like we're getting better every week on defense.
2: Coach, I got to see you a couple of weeks ago against Salado uh, over at MAGP. your football team? is not not just your skill players, but your entire football team is incredibly athletic.
9: We, we do have a little team speed, uh, you know, but at the same time you can be as athletic as you want to but if you don't do what you're taught to do or read your keys on defense or or um do what we're taught on offense and you know some of that's out of the picture but uh when they do what we ask them to do that that athleticism shows
4: how important is it for your offense and defensive line to control the line of scrimmage each and every friday night
9: uh it's it's very important you know um we've been doing a great job up front offensively. Those guys have been getting after it. You know, they got a little dirty in them and they're not afraid to get after it. And then uh, defensively, I think we've gotten better every week and we just keep seeing different schemes, you know, whether it's something we got to work on with our defensive ends or our defensive tackles or even our linebackers in the box. Uh, They've gotten a little better every week and they've been able to control the line of scrimmage a little bit.
2: You're, uh, this is the first year of the new realignment. You're in a five-team district. How has that, or has it, Affected how this season has unfolded, and what you've had to do playing just um, one one fewer district ball game than, than normal.
9: Well, you know uh, the six non district games they're, they're tough. You know, and we don't have an easy schedule, so we had to make sure that we were healthy in some spots uh, in those non district games, getting ready for district. But it also gave us a chance to play some kids and put them out there and see what they could do that maybe weren't starters at the time. Uh, And so we could evaluate a little bit longer.
4: You talk about the defense getting better each and every week and teams trying to do different things to your defense because of what they either have seen on film or figure that they can't accomplish. How big are those in-game adjustments for you and your coaching staff and your players to understand and be able to go out and execute during the game?
9: Uh, it's, they're huge, you know, and uh, our kids have done a great job this year of being able to make in-game adjustments or halftime adjustments. Um, and we hadn't always been able to do that. Uh, we have some veterans back there in the secondary. Um, we have a junior and three, two juniors and uh, two seniors that, uh, you know, they've been around our program for a while. And so we're able to make some adjustments with it and they understand it. Same thing up front, you know, all those guys have played varsity football for more than one year. And so we're able to make some adjustments and uh, be able to take care of some of those uh, problems that they give us.
2: Busy with Terry Garrick, the uh, head coach of the Conley Cadets. Coach, I, I realize it's a team sport all the way around, and you got to have all 11 pulling the rope the same way. But talk about Kiefer Sibley for just a minute and just how special of a, a football player he is because he, he certainly is dynamite to watch.
9: He, he's a great young man. I mean, just watching him at practice every day, he's one of our hardest practice workers. Uh, I mean, he gets after it. Uh, you know, against Toledo, I watched him warm up in pregame. And I, I told about two or three of the coaches, Kiefer's going to have a great night. I mean, you can you could see it in pregame. It just his demeanor, uh, his focus, and things like that. And, um, you know, in pregame, I kind of walk around and I, I look, I watch our kids and see who's ready. And you can tell who's ready and who's not. And uh, Kiefer's one of those ones that is very consistent on that. He's ready to go. He's got his mind right and uh, you know the work throughout the week pays off for him on a Friday night.
4: How important is it for this Friday night to keep that momentum going, be able to have those in-game adjustments and do the things you need to do and not let your foot off the gas heading into the playoffs in this final district game?
9: Well, it's real huge. you know uh, Robinson's probably going to come out and do some different stuff that we're unex- that we're not expecting. And so, uh, we have to be able to make some adjustments to that. And also, we need to play a clean game, you know. We need to come out and take care of business and play a clean game and, and show that we're getting better for the playoffs, you know. Um, records are out of hand at this point, you know. And we, we just need to go out and try to win the game.
2: And in, in, I, I think I know the answer here, but do you treat this game, now that you know that everything's kind of secure, do you treat this game any differently Uh as you prepare for playoff time in a couple of weeks?
9: Uh, you know, we've talked about that as the coaching staff, and we're going to treat this game just like any other district game. Uh, it's a We're going to treat it as a must win for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us for us to win, you know, we clinched the district championship, but at the same time, we'd like to win them all. And so we're treating this just like a regular district game. Um, and we're going to get out there and give it everything we got and – make sure that we're prepared and getting better for the playoffs.
2: How have you seen your team grow from that six-game, nine-district schedule into district competition?
9: Well, it's it, it's not just as a team. It's even individual positions. Um, you know, kids have gotten better at their positions, and they compete at it every day. And so we've had we've been fortunate enough to have some kids, if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, or they're not getting after it in practice, we can replace them. And so the competition at positions is kind of what made us grow a little bit. You know, those kids, they don't have a choice. They got to get better.
2: Coach, we've seen it uh, over the last couple of weeks. Special teams can can win a football game for you or cost you a football game. Where do you think your special teams are right now as you get ready uh, for this final nine, uh, final district game against Robinson and then head into postseason play?
9: Uh, honestly, our special teams has gotten better every week. Uh, Early on in the year, we made some mistakes in some spots. um, And we finally got some kids figured out where they need to play, where they need to be. And um, I was really proud of them against Madisonville, our kickoff team, uh, on Friday night, you know, just hustling down the field. I mean, we're flying down the field on kickoff, and we were able to get two turnovers on kickoff. And so that was huge for us. Um, But they've gotten consistently better every week. Our kicker, Eric Lara, has done an outstanding job. I believe he had uh, three field goals on Friday night. And then, um, you know, he's pretty much automatic on the PATs. On kickoff, he can pretty much put the ball wherever we ask him to put it. So kids trust each other and they believe in each other. And so our special teams has came a long way. Are
2: you playing your best football right now?
9: Uh, I hope not. <laughs> but uh, we, we, we still got areas to improve in. Um, and hopefully our best football will be a couple weeks down the road.
2: Coach, thanks. We uh, we wish you the best of luck Friday night against the Rockets, and uh, as you move into the playoffs, we wish you uh, uh, continued success. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's the uh, head coach of the Conley Cadets, uh, Terry Garrick. Ward. I did. I did. I got to see them uh, a couple of weeks ago against uh, against Toledo and. You know, you saw a 400-yard rushing performance. You saw a kickoff return for a touchdown. I saw 98. I thought it was 99, but we'll go with 98. I saw a 98-yard uh, touchdown run. Uh, this team is athletic. This team plays with their motor running wide open. Uh, I think this team is is playing really good football right now. And, uh, boy, I wouldn't want to play them right now.
4: Well, at this time of year, you want to play your best football. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you got it geared up in all three phases – you give yourself a chance. But I like what he
2: said when I asked, Are you playing your best football? I hope not. You know Absolutely. Yeah, and what a great point. I mean you, don't you want to get to continu- too early. No, and you want to continue to get better. You want to continue to get better every week. You want to I don't care how deep you are in the playoffs, you want to be a little bit better when you walk off the practice field than when you walked on it uh to start the day. And that's kinda you could clearly tell that's kind of his approach. And again, I'll go back and we've talked about this on several occasions. Man, oh, man, I just think there's so many teams that can make incredibly deep runs. We could have several teams get to AT&T Stadium. Don't be surprised if it's a Central Texas gathering, if you will, of, of teams at AT&T. Now, look, we may not get a soul there. Who knows? I mean, you, you. but there are teams that, I guess my point is, we have several teams that are very much capable of, of you know, if they get the right breaks and play at the right you know everything rolls the right way their skill set their coaching staff and and all those things that you that you gotta have we've got several teams that could get to to AT&T Stadium
4: yeah there's some good ones here
2: so uh you know I'm so it it should be fun we got one more week this Friday night good did did I just say this is the last regular season game it is (sighs) it's just nuts isn't it so we have uh, we have one more pressing. It is we have one more Friday night of high school football regular season, and then uh, we move into phase three and that is postseason play. And look, it's a, it's a new, brand new six game season, but you don't get any chances, you don't get any do overs, you don't any, you don't get any makeups. You win, you advance. You lose, you get out the basketballs. It's that simple, and that starts in a couple of weeks for four teams out of each district. So. It should be a lot of fun to watch. All right, uh, 8.15, 15 15 minutes after 8 o'clock. This is game time, and uh, we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. We were talking earlier this morning about Black Friday. Well, uh, you can say big during the Black Friday sales event going on at Alan Samuels in Waco, celebrating with incredible, incredible deals on all new 2022 Jeep models like the Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee L, the Renegade, the Gladiator, the Wrangler, and the Wrangler 4XE. Jeep SUVs are known for their design and their incredible technology. And the Grand Cherokee L even brings you extended seating with a third roll. Now, if uh, they don't have exactly what you're looking for, and I can't believe they wouldn't, but if they don't, then they can order it for you. So check them out today. Come see Alan Samuels and... uh, And check out everything that's going on at Allen Samuels and see what the Allen Samuels family can do for you when it comes to a new vehicle. And, again, uh, they've got a great selection of – that's just one line of of new vehicles. they got a great selection of all kinds of new vehicles, plus an outstanding selection of pre-owned vehicles and an award-winning service department. It's Allen Samuels. Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat at 201 West Loop 340, just down from ecj.com. It's Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. Waco Lions football presented by Bird Cogent, and Ford on ESPN Central Texas. This Friday night, the Lions head to Killeen to play the Killeen Kangaroos. Our coverage begins at 6.30 with the pregame show. The kickoff and all the action at 7 o'clock. After the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Don't miss Waco and Colleen this Friday night at 630
6: on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB, your bank for life, is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why More Central Texas are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back with five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile
0: app. Banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Game time. Weekday 7 to 9 is your first word in local sports.
4: Stop by Goodfeet Waco, located at the Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. It's time for Stephanie
0: from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and ASCO Equipment in Belton. 819,
2: 19 minutes after 8 o'clock. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Glad to have you with us on a Tuesday morning. Ward. I got a phone call last night. <laughs> What are you laughing at? So I already I, know what you're going to say. No, you don't. Okay, go ahead. Wait. Ward, I got a phone call last night. Mm-hmm. And it's, hey, Tom. Yeah? <laughs> does your Does your TV have the, the baseball game? Because my TV doesn't have the baseball game. And I went, sure it does. You know. He's so full of.
13: Why? Well, hey. He's so full of it because that is not exactly what happened. Well,
2: what happened then?
13: Well, I called because, you know, when you go to your TV guide, it tells you what's
2: on. First, got to start with who you called in what order.
13: Like, well, I called Ward. He didn't
2: answer. Imagine that.
13: <laughs> Maybe he was dressed up as Santa Claus passing it, out candy. After five, he he's says, not taking any I know. work calls. No, but it's it's me. So. I only and called he said like, after five. I did not
4: have the phone with me. I called you as soon as I saw it. He, he called me
13: back, <laughs> so I had to call you to say, where's the World Series? I said, what? But you said it got rained out, so. I guess it means. Did you believe me? Well, yeah, because it wasn't on the TV. (laughs) So yeah, I believed you. So I guess they play tonight, right?
4: Unless they get rained out.
13: Don't they have a cover stadium?
4: No. If they had a cover stadium, would they they have been rained out last
13: night? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I should have thought that through before I said it, right? Maybe. (laughs) You think? You think? Anyways, did you have any trick-or-treaters come by?
2: Uh, yeah, we were busy. We ran out. We sold out. Did you pass out candy corn? No, we Yes, we did. <laughs> and everybody came by wanting candy corn.
4: Oh. I'm, I'm sure it's all in your front yard right now, too. <laughs> exactly. No, no.
2: And we didn't, I mean, I charged a quarter a bag. <laughs> we were on a fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> so you could can buy candy corn. No, so I could pay the rent. Yeah,
13: right. <laughs> That's a good idea. We I'm should do that you.
2: next year. Or f- well, I mean, our neighborhood was rocking. I'm not kidding. I mean, we had police over there and all kinds of stuff.
13: Oh uh, well, you live in that bougie town, so bougie. What yeah. does that mean? Like, money.
2: Yeah, I, <laughs> I live in I live in the money neighborhood ward.
13: Ward and I mm-hmm. are like shaking our heads, yeah, head yeah. You do, you do. Yeah. So anyways. I'm just
2: saying we we <laughs> I, I live in a neighborhood that has a lot of kids. And they were out having fun. Heck, there was a huge basketball game going on really? <laughs> up the street.
13: I live in a neighborhood that has a lot of chickens and cows, and so nobody came by our place.
2: You had zero trick-or-treaters?
13: Well, you can't really get in our place because well, there's a gate. And when
2: the lights are off and it says, do not enter, that means,
13: yeah. you know. <laughs> Beware of dogs. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
13: Did you have trick-or-treaters?
4: Mm-hmm.
13: Did you pass out candy corn?
4: No, I did oh, not. Okay. Passed I passed out. Hey, look.
2: Size candy you, <laughs> d- don't get me started on candy corn. We already had another conversation about we it this did. morning.
13: Well, so. anyways, next year maybe. Anyways, I got a sport for you if you
2: want to hear about <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I Trick-or-treating's
4: a sport.
13: It could be. Yeah. It could be.
4: I saw. It used to be when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs>
13: yeah. Were you throwing candy or egg at people? hmm Yeah.
2: It, it's also, uh, I think, a uh, community... It, not a community but it could be a uh, it's it's a party it's an adult party as well i noticed last night see i told you, you. while the kids were knocking on the door some of the dads were knocking a couple back, back. <laughs> <laughs> i saw them on my own two eyes i it went, happened. oh i didn't know that was part of the deal
13: yeah. and mom was probably yeah. driving the car <laughs>
2: <laughs> no it was parked at the at the cul-de-sac oh, and, there you go and then they wandered around and Pop a top. There you go. That's the <laughs> way to do it. If you got to do it, I guess. Kid, I'm telling you, the kids were beating on the door and dads were knocking them back. So it was interesting. I, I didn't I mean, know that that was part of the equation. I didn't think that that happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does. It I does. saw it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Wh- what
13: do you got? Well, I'm taking you across the ocean again to Australia.
2: Imagine that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be down under?
13: Da- oh, yeah, down under. That's so down, like down the waters. But anyways, it's they have... down every, the waters. Down the waters. Well, look at the, the earth. It's down underneath. Not to them. Well, they are called down under, so, oh, I okay. mean... Anyways, every January, they have cockroach racing. <laughs> <laughs> cockroach racing. Yep. Two guys were in a pub, and they started it. So, what they do is each team has, like, this glass filled of cockroaches. And it's a 20-foot ring, six meters. I looked it up. And when the referee says go, they take the lid off the cockroaches. And whichever cockroach gets to the outside of the circle wins. And you get prize money. They drink beer over there. But anyway, why are y'all looking like that cockroach racing? And did you know that in Australia they have over 400 different kinds of cockroaches? Four hundred. Four hundred. No, way. that's what Wikipedia said. Is that how you say Wikipedia?
2: Wikipedia.
12: Yeah. Wikipedia. Mm-hmm.
13: yeah. So. It said um,
2: it. Yeah. So you got that off the internet, did you?
13: Sure did. But anyways, yeah, they do it every January. We should go watch it.
2: So they don't have cockroaches like in April or May or.
13: I don't know. Those things are like insect bugs, and I don't like them. They're
2: gross. They're insect bugs. Well, that's what they are, right?
13: Insect bugs. Are not they insects? Mm-hmm. Like a cricket is an insect bug. It's a bug. But yeah. Brian's looked it up, right? You see it? It's kind of disgusting, right? It's gross.
3: The uh the MC has a top hat. And he's wearing some kind of He's wearing a tux. Yeah. It's a big thing. This is like a big festival
4: oh, too. It's it's a, a big they, thing. They
3: got a band. It's a thing. They got
1: a not band. Just
4: a thing. It's a big thing.
1: Yeah. It's they
3: got a, a band. <laughs> band going around the the circle arena?
4: But yeah, a
13: lot of people show up for this. And Tom is not is speechless. I,
2: I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> At all. They're Why? wearing kilts. They have kilts in Australia? I thought that they got, was... Yes. The bagpipes?
13: Mm-hmm. I thought that was only in like Scotland or something. But yeah. Scotland. Look, they're going to take... They'll, everyone look it up. It's kind of cool, actually.
2: No, don't look it up. You don't want to I don't know. even know how
13: these cockroaches know to go.
2: Someone tells them.
13: They have ears. They
2: turn on the lights. Oh, that dude that has what to release. What does that have them. to do with anything?
4: You know, hmm. when you turn on the lights, cockroaches scatter. Oh, oh. god.
13: Gross. Anyways, happy Tuesday everybody. So, yeah, I, I
2: I got an important question. Yes. So, who do you have as the number 1 team in tonight's college football playoff release poll? Who do you have as number 1? Don't look over there. I'm asking you. Wait, they're not in playoffs yet. I know, but they have a. They start releasing their top well, five T- or six teams. TCU, of course. Oh, TCU's going to be number one
13: in their division.
2: No, this is nationally. Who college football playoffs? Well, I I'm going to go with TCU. Okay, you're going TCU. All right. I hope you're right. They
13: have pretty uniforms, TCU. They're undefeated. They haven't lost. They have pretty that, uniforms.
4: That would be the definition of undefeated.
13: They haven't lost. Uh huh. Duh.
4: You <laughs> said undefeated. They have. I
2: don't
13: know. No, I, I don't they, know. Ohio State looks pretty good too.
2: They'll turn that microphone on and say, "How did you get to the number one position?" Well, you see, we have pretty uniforms.
13: They do have pretty uniforms. I, I say T, TCU, Ohio State's looking good.
2: Those two are your top two teams.
13: Well, those are two I've been looking at. All right. Okay. <laughs> what?
2: I've been looking at. Uh, yeah. Does yeah. Ohio State have pretty uniforms? They do. Oh, okay.
13: And they got Buckeyes or whatever those things are on their helmets. All right. Those are Buckeyes, right? Those are that, nuts. Yeah, I knew that. Duh. Anyways, y'all have a good Tuesday. <laughs> We're going to try.
4: Cockroach racing. Yeah.
13: Cockroach racing.
4: And started in 1982. Did it now? Mm-hmm. Over I wonder, beer. I wonder what took them so long. I don't know. That's kind of what I was oh, wondering.
2: Christ. Oh, good it, crazy. It's a thing. It's All right. a
13: thing. All right. See you later.
2: Hey,
4: go sell something.
2: 828, this is game time, and it's uh, presented by Alan Samuels and brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts. Right now, it, boy, I'm telling you, it's go time. We're into November. That means it's Christmas shopping time. And at Morrison's Gifts, it's not too early to be thinking about those Christmas gifts. And uh, you know what? You may go... I'd really like to get that for her, but it's just not in the budget. Well, yes, it is. You can you can spread those payments out with their layaway program, and you could be that hero at Christmas time. Choose from John Hart and Cotsuela Banks, totes and purses, jellycat plush animals, and well over seventy other lines of gifts and gourmet items. That's Morrison's gifts. A Baylor alumni-owned business. They're at the corner of Waco Drive and Vallemills Drive. They're right next to Jason's Deli. You're going to love doing business with Morrison's Gifts. Uh, you know, I've done it a million times, and, and I always put the pressure on Morrison's Gifts. I know I do. I walk in and I go, "Okay, uh, birthday's tomorrow. Uh, I need something today. I need it. Uh, I need it gift wrapped, and I don't know what I want." And you know what? They start kind of they. they they kind of know what I've done in the past and they start you know, coming up with some ideas and some thoughts and, uh, man, before I know it, I, bingo, they, they've kind of picked out something nice for me to purchase. And then, uh, I go next door or whatever, or, or piddle around or, or come back to work for a little while and then go back and they've got it beautifully gift wrapped and ready to go. And, and it's that simple. I, I, I like simple. Uh, I don't know about you guys, But I'm not a shopper. I'm a buyer. I want to go in. I want to get it done. I want to move on. I'm not going to bounce around to 14 different stores looking to see if I can save 75 cents. I'm not doing it. I want to go get it done, get it over with, and get on down the road with something else. And that's what you can do at Morrison's Gifts. I invite you to go by and and, uh, and say hello and tell them that uh, you heard about Morrison's Gifts on ESPN Central Texas. Again, it's a Baylor alumni-owned business. And it's at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Drive, right next to Jason's Deli. We're talking about Morrison's Gifts.
7: Back
0: on the road in Big 12 play this week as the Bears take on the Oklahoma Sooners in Norman. High noon for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2 p.m. kickoff. Join J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for every play all season long. Bears Sooners this Saturday from Norman here on the flagship station for Baylor Bear football ESPN Central Texas.
11: Have you been thinking about a new deck for your home, lake house, or country place, or maybe a new pergola for your backyard, or redoing a room to give it a more western or rustic look? If the answer is yes, we invite you to come see us at Redwoods Incorporated. We take pride in having the best selection in the greater Waco area for top quality wood products. It makes no difference if you are just wanting ideas, curious about probable cost, or want us to recommend an outstanding contractor. Our folks at Redwoods Incorporated want to. help you from start to finish come visit with greg or scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on Esther drive just off north valley mills behind applebee's restaurant redwoods incorporated wants you to know no project is too big or too small for us to give you our personal attention so please call us at 772-5243 or just stop by redwoods incorporated anytime and let us show you how helpful we can be you'll be glad you did
4: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way so it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof let a real professional you trust do the work for you put mcadams and sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over central texas check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with
0: your houses lid game time weekday seven to nine is your first word in local sports
3: security bank of crawford offers the citizens of bell boskey Coryell, and mcclennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to five years and security bank of crawford is also here for commercial consumer and real estate loans so if you live in boskeyville china spring clifton crawford Evant, oglesby prairie chapel or valley mills do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at security bank of crawford member fdic and equal housing lender
6: since 2009 dr philip myatt and waco heart and vascular has specialized in the treatment of diseases and disorders that affect the heart and its associated blood vessels the doctors and staff at waco heart and vascular are committed to giving central texans quality care in a timely and compassionate manner treating patients the same way they would treat a member of their own family they carefully explain treatment options to patients so they understand and trust the prescribed course of care they come to you in your hometown so you can see them locally. Waco Hard and Vascular,
8: 254-235-WELL.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update. Auburn has fired head football coach Brian Harson. In less than two seasons, the Tigers were 9-12 under his leadership. Running backs coach Carnell Williams has been named interim head coach to finish out the season. On Monday Night Football last night, Cleveland beat Cincinnati 32-13. Rain in Philadelphia postponed Game 3 of the World Series. The delay has changed the Phillies' pitching plans as Ranger Suarez will get the start tonight against the Astros' Lance McCullers. The Dodgers' Justin Turner has been named this year's recipient of the Roberto Clemente Award. The annual award honors a player for his philanthropic efforts. One Texas NBA team was on the court last night. The Houston Rockets lost on the road to the Clippers 95-93.
0: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas.
2: All right, it's 8.35. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Bears and the Oklahoma Sooners coming up at uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday. Our coverage begins at uh, 12 noon here on ESPN Central Texas. And, Ward, we've already learned that uh, the following Saturday, November the 12th, when the uh, red-hot Kansas State Wildcats come to McLean Stadium, uh, It's going to be a 6 p.m. kickoff. So a night game in November here at McLean. And uh, we will start our coverage at 2 o'clock on on that Saturday, November the 12th. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I I like the fact that we we get these game times a, a little bit in advance. Kind of help us plan. What happened to the days of telling you when the games were? And then if they needed to change them, they could adjust them. But now it's on the fly. It's like six to ten days in advance you get you get game times
4: yeah I don't know it used to it'd be on the schedule when you got the schedule that's
2: right that's right once upon a time but now with television dictating so much of what goes on uh you, you get it about a week in advance in fact uh we know a lot of games that are already set for the uh the November 12th weekend so uh yeah that uh that'll be coming up the following Saturday back in McLean as Baylor will conclude their two-game road trip what do you think about the Bears in Oklahoma. It, 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 what do you make of OU right now? They've won two in a row uh, beating Kansas uh, at home and then going on the road and
4: and beating Iowa State. What what do you make of the Sooners right now? Two bad football teams they beat, and, you know, you, they should win those games. Uh, I don't think that everything's fixed in Oklahoma. Uh, the defense has problems. Offense can't get out of its own way some. So, uh Look, I I get it. Norman's a tough place to play. They're on a two-game winning streak. But Baylor's a better football team, bottom line. I I agree. I agree. Uh, Best team doesn't always win, but I agree that
2: that Baylor's a better football team. And I said this, I think, yesterday or talking with somebody, but I I watched a lot of the OU-Iowa State game. If the Cyclones have just a little bit of offense, just a little bit, they probably win that game at home. But they didn't. Uh, they just don't. I mean, that's – and that's why they're winless in conference play. Uh, yesterday meeting with the media, Coach Dave Miranda kind of looked back at the Tech win and – but really kind of looked ahead of the Oklahoma game.
1: You know, reviewing the tape, a lot of positive things. Uh, I thought the energy uh, was really good from start to finish. I thought there was, there was edge on tape. You know, Tech was – Tech plays hard, and they play inspired, and for us to um, – to go out and play the way we did, way proud of the team. And then I thought, there's so many examples of here's something in practice, here's a drill, here it is showing up in a team period, and then here it is showing up in a game. And to continue to build with that thought in mind, I think just really kind of keeps us focused on on a process and gets us better and better, which we're going to need to be for this next one. You know, I have a lot of respect for uh, Coach Venables and this team we're playing and the environment and all of it. And so we're going to have to continue to uh, to grow and improve uh, so that we can uh, put our best uh, our best effort forward.
2: So some thoughts on Oklahoma and some thoughts on uh, on the on the win over Texas Tech Uh, again. And I agree with you. I, I think that, you know, this is a a winnable football game for Baylor. And man if they go get and how big is it? If you can go in the middle of your schedule have two road games in league play and end up going 2 and 0 in those league games, uh winning winning over Tech and then winning over Oklahoma, uh that would be huge for this Baylor football team to get to get to 6 and 3 coming back
4: home to host Kansas State. Yeah, you're bowl eligible. And so that's that's a that's a big step in, you know, part of your goal board is, you know, to be bowl eligible. Uh so, and you get it knocked out of the way early, don't yeah, you absolutely and you don't have to sit there and wonder you know where where do we find that so that's already behind you again, you're going into Norman, which normally is a tough place to go in and play it'll be a tough place to play on saturday they're they're not gonna lay down for you, and you know the the sooner fans will be out in force, but uh, again, this is a you know, this is a different Oklahoma team this year, and they're still trying to figure things out. And so if you can go in there and play good in all three phases of the game and take care of your business and just do what you're supposed to do, scoreboard should take care of itself, and you should you should come out of there with bowl eligibility.
2: I know they got walloped pretty good by Texas in the Cotton Bowl, but they were without their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. In fact, mm-hmm. I, I think they're without their number two guy. I, you know, they were doing a lot of Wildcat stuff. In that football game, so do do we discard that game? Do we put that game off to the side and go okay?
4: Uh, that was a game that just got away from them. Yeah. They got injured in it. They kind of like that it.
2: Oklahoma State
4: game. Yeah, they they didn't have an answer uh, yeah. what what they could do uh, in in response, and so you know that that game got out of hand. And you know sometimes when they when they get out of hand like that, you just you just find a way to get through it. And I think that that's what Oklahoma was hmm. doing on that Saturday, just trying to get through it and. Probably played some young bodies there in the third and fourth quarter because it was so far out of hand. And, hey, here's an opportunity for us to to get these guys some some game time experience. So let's get them in, and you know things continue to get a little bit out of hand. And so you, know, you just kind of wad that one up and throw it in the trash can.
2: Uh, Dylan Gabriel certainly will be back in the line. Has been back in the lineup and is playing well. And and Dave Aranda talked about the OU quarterback.
1: You know um, he's got a really live arm. There's great confidence in him, and so he'll throw from one hash to the other sideline. You know, he's got great anticipation, so he throws guys open. Um, And then he can beat you with his legs, too. You know, if everything's covered and there's nowhere to go with it, he can take off running. And so you have to be really sound with your pass rush and – You know, it helps to have vision on the ball with your coverage uh, or vision on the quarterback, rather. So, yeah, he makes it very difficult.
2: So that's uh, Dave Aranda talking about uh, Dylan Gabriel, the uh, Oklahoma quarterback. Now, tomorrow on the program, Ryan Abers from the Oklahoman will be here. We'll we'll, we'll dive a little deeper into the OU football team and the matchup between the Bears and the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, Some good news. And some bad news coming out of Baylor football. Let's start with the bad news first. Uh, tied in Drake Dabney, it was a broken fibula, and I believe he went ahead and had surgery yesterday. So uh, that kid was really starting to come on and be that complimentary number two tight end, and and really playing well, made some big catches, and and I it was really really starting to play some really good football. But uh, he's lost with uh, with with the uh, the broken leg, broken fibula. Uh, on the good news side, congratulations. To uh, Gabe Hall, defensive lineman, he was uh, named uh, Defensive Player of the Week in the Big 12. And freshman running back Richard Reese was named the uh, Big 12 Newcomer of the Week. And, and Richard Reese, boy, he's on his way, isn't he, guys, to maybe being Big 12 Newcomer of the Year with what he has done in the running game, particularly the last two or three weeks. He's extended those those opportunities to 30-plus and when he gets 30-plus, he's getting 100-and-a-half. I mean, it's kind of that simple. Uh, and that's what he's done the last couple of weeks. Now, uh, listening to, to Dave Aranda, I don't think that they want to be 31, 35 carries every Saturday with Richard Reese. I think that they'd like, uh, when they get Squirrel Williams back, for him to have a few opportunities. And Quaylen Jones had nine carries last week. Maybe his numbers go up a little bit. But make no mistake about it, uh, Richard Reese is RB1. We talked about that yesterday with Jerry Hill. And I don't know what the exact number is. I mean, he didn't really get into the details. Hey, in a perfect world, Richard Reese would get X. But I don't think they want 31 to 35 every single Saturday.
4: Well, it, I, I would. And I think that's a mistake not to. Let him get lathered up and let him go. And use the other guys to give him a little bit of a blow. I, I just I, That's what I believe in. That's what I would do. It, but, you know, again, it's not my football team. But well, he's not a
2: 210, 220-pound guy. I don't care. Okay.
4: I don't care. Let him roll.
2: Well, uh, th- that's the conversation yesterday. And, again, that's uh, that's kind of what uh, I think the plan is, is maybe reduce some of those numbers and get some of the other guys a couple of opportunities when when it warrants. And so we'll see how it goes when, uh, when they play the Sooners on Saturday. I'll be curious to see how many carries Richard Reese gets. Uh, as the game unfolds, and again, I think a lot of it's going to have to do with the, the pace of the game, and, and you know, does the does the pace of the game favor the Bears, and are they playing from in front or are they playing from behind? You know, uh, that that dictates a lot of how you how you play call. And if they've got a lead, then boy, they're going to pound the football and they're going to take time off the clock, just like they did the last couple of weeks with forty plus minutes. In time of possession. So we'll see how it all goes. All right, uh, 845, we're 15 away from nine. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Stay with us. There's more of the program to come here on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Recently on the John Moore Show,
6: Brian Jensen, the great voice of the Texas Tech Red Raiders for
8: football. Well, you're going to get to experience the, the night game on a Halloween, week, Halloween weekend and love it. Everything that goes with it, and then uh, having Patrick Mahomes there. And from what I understand, with the new INL rule, uh, rules, he's, he's still got eligibility. So uh, suit up and play tune in
0: to the voice know. of the Bears
5: weekdays from two to three p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas.
7: How Payne turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron.
0: I was always active. no knee pain and after my second step i went into my good feet dance
7: today he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors i feel like a new person
0: thanks to the good feet store
7: see for yourself how arch supports can help you stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com.
4: stop by good feet waco located at the central texas marketplace across from lazy boy
0: Baylor football cowboy football Waco Football, Central Texas Football, ESPN, Central Texas.
6: Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 bosky Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 8. and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender.
10: Are you opening a new business? Think about remodeling or painting your home? Grant Goss Contracting is a fully insured painting company that offers quality workmanship at affordable prices for commercial and residential
2: projects. They are locally owned and operated business servicing the Central Texas area since 1984. Contact Chris Goss at chris at
10: ggcwaco.com and check him out on Facebook. Grant Goss Contracting is proud to support Waco ISD and the Waco High Lions.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Auburn has fired head football coach Brian Harson, In less than two seasons, the Tigers were 9-12 under his leadership. Running backs coach Carnell Williams has been named interim head coach to finish out the season. On Monday Night Football last night, Cleveland beat Cincinnati 32-13. Rain in Philadelphia postponed Game 3 of the World Series. The delay has changed the Phillies' pitching plans as Ranger Suarez will get the start tonight against the Astros' Lance McCullers. The Dodgers' Justin Turner has been named this year's recipient of the Roberto Clemente Award. The annual award honors a player for his philanthropic efforts. One Texas NBA team was on the court last night. The Houston Rockets lost on the road to the Clippers 95-93.
0: Sports Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas marketplace. All right,
2: C forty nine. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Are you guys glued to the television tonight for Game three of the World Series? Nope. Really. It's just not it's just not your cup of tea, huh?
4: I don't have a dog in the hunt.
2: I know, but you didn't have a dog in the hunt last night when Cleveland played Cincinnati, but you watched yeah, but it. It's football. Ah. So you're not a baseball fan.
4: I'm okay, yeah. I'm a baseball fan, but just not, it's a, not over NFL. But there's no not NFL over, on tonight. There's college football. Tonight? Yep. Who's playing tonight? Uh obscure you versus obscure state? Well no. <laughs> Two good games on tonight.
2: <laughs> you don't even know who's playing. You don't Ball care. Ball
4: State and Kent State and Buffalo
2: and Ohio. Oh, that that's mesmerizing. <laughs> that has got me foaming at the mouth. I'm watching. Sorry. I got it on Fox watching the fight in Houston's and Philadelphia. Who cares? I do. What are you watching?
3: Uh... Y'all put me in a bind here. No, we did not. <laughs> we just want to know what you're watching. I I'm probably more lean to watch football. So that's probably what I'll be doing. Get out. All right.
2: <laughs> Amazing. Am I the only one gonna watch baseball?
4: Only one in this room.
2: Well, I, I got that. Uh, by the way, on the and uh, will you watch the selection show? Mm-hmm. And I, I ca- I'm kind of with. Uh, Jahan who said this morning that um, i mean it
4: won't mean much but it right it'll but it'll be the most entertaining until the last
2: the one. last one that's exactly right and and again look tennessee plays georgia this week uh and there's you know and then they could play them again you know late i mean i don't know uh no they are they both are they both in the same division tennessee and georgia or are they in separate divisions in the sec anyway Corey says Tennessee 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3. Also added on our CNC Collision Center text line at 254 662 1660. But zero chance that TCU would beat Bama. Bama would roll them, but I don't see them putting three SEC teams in at this point. Corey, you don't have Clemson anywhere to be found. Are you saying that you don't like the Clemson Tigers? Just asking. I mean, Everybody has their own opinion. I'm just curious. Georgia and Tennessee are both in the SEC East. Okay, so they uh, this is this this may very well be for who's going to play in the in the um, in the SEC Championship in Atlanta. And uh, on the other side, are they going to play Bama again? Is somebody going to get Alabama? Is mm, it no? They're, they're winning the West, aren't they? Yeah,
4: that's on. Yeah. yeah, you said is somebody going to get Alabama? No. To, to, to play. Oh, I thought you meant to beat. No. Is somebody going to beat Alabama? No. So you don't see Georgia, Tennessee beating Alabama in the, in the SEC title game? I did. You didn't say that. You said, is somebody going to beat them to get to the title game? No,
2: no, no, no. No, I, no, I, I misspoke then. I mean, somebody's going to get Alabama. In other words, uh, one of those two Alabama teams.
4: Alabama will be there is what you're saying. Yes, yes. And
2: against one of the – in either Georgia or Tennessee, mm-hmm. in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Kentucky got beat, so they're kind of out of the conversation. Uh, boy, they d- did—they ever get beat? Uh, so we'll uh, those two teams will one of those two teams will circle back around and play Alabama in the uh, in the title game. A win in that does the winner of the SEC championship game? Do they have kind of a unwritten invitation to to the party? I kind of think they do. Probably, I I kind of think they do. I kind of think if you win that game, you're in. That's just you know. Again, it just screams twelve teams, doesn't it? Actually, it screams sixteen. But and what'd you say, thirty two?
4: Oh, I'd like to see it open all the way up.
2: Yeah, let's just roll with it. Well, I, hey, I'm not opposed. Uh, you know, you can find a format that works. But man, I'm I think the up more the, the merrier.
4: Huh? Yeah, well. They've been able to do it for a long time. A
2: long time. All right, we got to go. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Don't forget, John Morse is coming up at 3 today. Matt Mosley will be here at 4 o'clock. And uh, on the John Morse Show, John is going to talk to uh, – uh, he's going to talk about the, uh, the the new podcast that's coming up. And that new podcast features Coach Grant Taff, and, and that will be a lot of fun. Lane Taff Pittman will be on the program talking about a new Coach Grant Taff podcast. You know what? I could sit in a room and just listen to Coach Taft tell stories for hours, and so I'm hoping that that's kind of what this podcast is was. It's just Coach Taft talking about different players, different teams, different opponents, and just listen. I mean, what what a great podcast that would be! But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll get all the details when John talks to uh, uh to Lane half Pittman coming up this afternoon in the 3 o'clock hour. All right, uh, 8.54, that is going to do it for us, for Ward, and for Ryan. I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you again tomorrow right here on ESPN Central Texas.